Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So if you're a business owner or a marketing director and you're looking to hire somebody, ask these questions. How to make sure you're working with the right person that can really meet the needs of your business. You have to be able to look at things from a 30,000 foot view and say, here's where things are broken. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode 122 of Perpetual Traffic. Today's episode, we're going to really continue the conversation that we've had over the last few episodes. And it started really back on episode 117, where we had a two-part episode talking about the three-step formula to 10x your Facebook ad spend with consistent ROI. And a lot of cases five to 10x your business. And we talked about specific case studies where we've helped clients do that, either on the agency side or coaching clients. And if you're listening to this show, you might've listened to last week's episode with Jason Smith about building a consulting business or an agency. And you might be thinking, man, should I hire somebody? Like, should I hire one of these certified consultants? Maybe I'm not at that level yet. Or should I learn this stuff myself and and get really good at it so I can be a better manager and a better leader and filter out the good from the bad? Or should I really train up somebody on my team? Or should I hire somebody to bring on my team to, to do this stuff, right? If any of those questions are ever running through your head, I know how you feel. We've gone through this. We continually do. We get some of these questions so often from business owners and entrepreneurs out there. And the thing is, is that I see a lot of people making a mistake in this area and they go and they get in a hurry almost. And they're like, you know what? I've got to hire somebody because I've got to be, you know, working on my business instead of in my business. And so they go out to Elance or Upwork and they quickly hire somebody to run their traffic campaigns or their digital marketing. And then they end up six months later spending 
10000 20000 or $50,000 with nothing to show for it. And we've seen so many of these stories with our customers. And so, so on today's episode, we're going to actually give you five questions, five important questions you should think about. And you should ask anybody that you are looking to potentially hire or you're looking to maybe move from one position in your company to another. And think about these questions, whether there's something that you want to ask that person, or if they're somebody on your team that you want to train up and be that guy, like think about these are the questions that they need to be able to answer six months from now. And so if you're looking for somebody to hire, whether it's an agency or consultant, it's not always about finding the best one or the most famous or supposedly who, who gets the best results or the most expensive, right? It's about finding the one that fits with your business and your brand. You know, maybe it's idealistically, maybe it's price-wise at your point this time. There's a lot of different reasons, but hopefully today's content will help you. We've got Jason Smith joining us again. He was with us last episode, uh, one of our recent graduates from our last certification event, and he'll be at our next certification event in Austin. Jason, thanks for coming on again, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here again. Thanks a lot for having me on. And uh, Ralph and Molly with us again. How are you guys doing? Great. We're doing great. You know, and uh, thanks for the intro there, Keith. I think that uh, hits the nail right on the head. And quite honestly, I mean, I think a lot of the folks that come to us as an agency and say, hey, I want you guys to run our Facebook ads aren't quite ready. And we turn away a lot of people because of that, because our mindset is that we want to train people and teach people and have them make the decision that is best for them and for their business, just like you said. And sometimes that means doing it yourself. Sometimes that means hiring somebody. Sometimes that means hiring an internal resource. You know, sometimes it happens that way. Like we had a customer just recently say, hey, you know, it's been great working with you guys for the last two years, but I went and I got my own internal resource and I'm going to train them up. And that's what's best for my business. I was like, great, that's perfect. You know, I mean, I'm sorry to have him leave, but the point is, is that that's what's best for his business. So listen to this episode thinking, what's best for me? You know, I mean, it might be to hire an agency. It might be to do it yourself. It might be to get a consultant to do it. Well, and how to make sure you're working with the right person that can really meet the needs of your business. Like he said, it's not about gurus or who's famous or all that crap. It's about finding someone that has the skills and experience that really match what you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. And it's all about where you are at this point in time to piggyback on what Ralph was saying there. And this is why we took so long to build out our coaching program at DWM is because we don't want to try to push somebody in one specific direction. We want them to be able to say, Hey, you know what? We want to bring our ads internal. So how about if we stay a part of your navigator coaching program, or we put our guy through your certification event? And so sometimes we have somebody that they say, Hey, we want to hire you as an agency. And I'll be like, no, you know, you need to dig in for a little bit and, and get involved in this and see what really moves the needle. Maybe manage it yourself at this point. And so when you are ready and maybe you are now, but you know what? Three months from now, you're going to be a lot better manager and leader when you really know what moves the needle. And so you can hire the right person, put the right person on the bus to take your business to the next level. If you haven't listened to episode 121 from last week, make sure you do that. Even if you're a, not a consultant, it'll give you a good foundation and it'll give you the perspective to see what can happen when you put somebody through the right training and be a part of the right community and what can happen with your business. So let's get into question number one. Number one is ask them how much experience they have, but not just 
general experience, ask them how much total experience and about the range of their experience. Have they worked with e-commerce businesses? Have they worked with digital product businesses? Are you a service-based business or a local business or are you a software as a service? Maybe they haven't worked with SaaS or software, but they've worked with something with a very similar sales funnel. So first of all, inexperience can be costly. So I was doing some research on the Enumclaw Airport a few months ago, which is the small little tiny private airport right next to Enumclaw High School, which is where I went to high school, small town, because I my goal is to have a little amphibious airplane out here, uh, Lake Washington, and, and be able to, you know, 15, 20 minutes, be at my hometown if I have to and stuff. And so I was researching it, and I see this article about three injured after a small plane crash near Enumclaw Airport. And it crashed in a park right next to the, like the play area where all the kids are playing, right? And it's like nosedive. We'll, we'll put an image in the, in the show notes for you. And it's, it's pretty scary. Well, if you watch the video a little bit and you read the article, the plane was owned by a guy in the town next to it. So he was a student pilot and his flight instructor was not with him. So he was flying with him and his wife and another friend, and he didn't even have his private pilot's license. So a student pilot is just same thing as getting your permit to drive a car. You've got to have somebody that's 16, right? Well, student pilot, you've got to have your flight instructor with you. And he just took off flying and got wrapped in a barbed wire fence and, and crashed nosedive into a park. Luckily, didn't hit any kids and kill them. And so... You know, the airline industry is interesting because if you want to even get an interview with, let's say, Alaska Airlines, you've got to have 3,000 total time in fixed wing or 1,200 high performance military time. And then normally you have to have at least 750 hours as the captain in the left seat of a turboprop or turbojet. Delta Airlines is kind of the, the standard major airline minimums, which is 1,500 hours total, 1,000 hours fixed wing, turboprop or turbo fan, which is a jet, uh, and minimum 50 hours of uh, multi-engine. And then typically you have to have even more than that to really be competitive, right? And so there's a reason why a major airline won't let somebody, even if they have 800 hours, just flying a single engine airplane, even interview. It's because you need that experience. You need that training plus experience. And so think about this. Facebook ads are the same way. And that's why at our, in our certification, we try to do as many simulations as possible to get people that real life experience, but it just still, it still takes that. So just kind of think about that in general. And if somebody doesn't have any experience, that's okay. It doesn't mean that it won't work, especially because sometimes if you get somebody with a little less experience, it might be a better fit financially. And then there's somebody that goes out and does the work and they've got the great training behind them. This kind of leads me to number two, which is where did you get your training? Where did you get your training? Do you have any certifications, apprenticeships, et cetera? Have you gotten certified by any of the digital marketing certifications? Have you gone through a traditional university marketing program or somebody else's training or certification program? So just take a look at that and think about that. And then if it's somebody on your team, where can you get them integrated as quickly as possible? So Jason, leading up to our event, you were running some Facebook ads, right, for your MLM at the time, and you weren't actually going there to to pivot your business. You ended up changing and becoming a consultant, but going there, did you realize 
really what you didn't know at the time. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know, right? Yeah, I went to the certification. I had no clue what anybody was saying. Like, I think the only person I really understood, I think the second day was Molly when she came in and started talking. I was like, okay, finally, I can understand somebody. This is awesome information. Typical. A lot of our foreign customers are like, you're the only person I can understand. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because I talk slow. That's right. It's Kentucky coming back. What do you guys think on that? Like looking out there, like, isn't it? true how many times we all don't know what we don't know, right? Or somebody that comes from Upwork, maybe they position themselves as, a, as an expert because they've gotten results for like one or two clients, right? I, I think it's a great one. I also think obviously making sure this person has done this before, right? Unless you're in the position. I mean, I started as an intern with no experience and no education. But, you know, if you're wanting to develop someone in-house, you know, that can happen. But, you know, a lot of businesses don't have time for that. But it takes time. Yeah, you didn't get hired to come in because you had a marketing degree to come in and do traffic for digital marketer. You came in with a group of interns. It was a long-term play. Yeah. So that leads me to number three, which is how many revamps? How many campaigns have you revamped, resuscitated, restored? Ooh, so good. How many (laughs) 68 Mustangs have you taken that are just junk with the bad engine, rusted out and turned into an amazing candy apple red, brand new motor, restored 68 Mustang? Like how many campaigns have you done that, right? And just ask them flat out. If they haven't, that's okay. Maybe they've got the training and they're willing to get the experience, but then they should cost you less money, right? And this question here for me really separates the men from the boys, right? The women from the girls. And how to look at a situation with a client or potential client and spot the low-hanging fruit or spot the small hinge that swings big doors. When I used to do consulting calls and then that would lead to a client, a consulting or an agency client, I would never actually pitch anything or, or sell them or talk about my services. All I would do was get in and just start looking at their funnel. If they were running ads, I'd look at those. If they were uh, not running ads, then I would look at what's their product they're selling. Do they have a lead magnet? What is it? And then I would just look at that and then I would start to give them suggestions. Now, I couldn't do this right away, right? I had to start getting that experience and I got better at it over time, just like the team is doing that as well. And I mean, like Ralph, when we used to do these together, it was never a sales call. It was just a teaching moment. And then we would show them usually, and we'd hope usually would find somewhere that we could make a quick improvement. And usually it wasn't targeting. It wasn't bidding. (laughs) It was none of that. It was typically revolved around their offer usually. And sometimes their messaging, a lot of times their messaging as well. Yeah, for sure. And now we do this as a, you know, as an ad account audit, looking at one that just came in today. These people need a lot of help. (laughs) We can probably help them pretty quickly just from changing that up front facing ad you go for those easy wins usually that's the difference between a winner and a loser on facebook for sure we would always give something of value and that was always you know show people you can help them by actually helping them and we would do that on a call we now have adam that does all that and really does a great job at matching people who aren't a good fit or you know ways that he can help them like he does an awesome job with that But yeah, I think you've got to, you have to have some experience to be able to do that for sure. And if somebody doesn't have any case studies, right, where they've done that, that that's not a deal breaker. It sometimes it means that you might get a deal right on the, on the fee. And 
And there's nothing wrong with that, but you still want to start to ask them questions about, uh, you know, some of this stuff. It's kind of like the question that you get in job interviews. It's like, tell me about, you know, a time that you handled a disgruntled customer. That's sort of what this question is. Like, what is your experience when things don't work, right? A lot of the common sense and intuitive stuff we talked about in the last episode, making sure that you find someone who hasn't just had a bunch of winners, but someone that knows what to do when stuff just isn't going the way that you planned, uh, because that's that's how traffic works. Exactly. Or have you scaled up a campaign like we talked about on episodes 117 and, and 118? Have you gone from, you know, 100 a day to 1,000 a day? And I think, too, I'm, I'm kind of a good example of not having any experience. You know, I had the right training when I left the certification and that first client kind of took a, a chance on me and we like 10 X his stuff. I mean, it wasn't because I didn't have the right training. It was just, I didn't have the actual experience to be in there running his ads, but that came very quickly because I had the right training under my belt. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because guess what now? You probably didn't charge them what you would charge somebody else today, right? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that same here. Like I, I talked about the Perry Marshall story, I think in the last episode, and I didn't even bill them. I was just running ads for free because I knew it would pay back down the road. Now, if it's a small business or something like that, if you're a consultant listening to this, typically you got to charge them something, right? But you got to get experience and more importantly, case studies, you know? So now he can talk about that, how he took a client after 30 days and all of a sudden they're spending 14,000 and generating almost 30,000. They were spending like $2,000 a month, not barely $2,000. And then we got them from there in 30 days up to that ad spend. I mean, it was, I mean, they were freaking out, <laughs> you know, it was wow. awesome. So, and I didn't have the experience, you know, working on the platform as much, but I had the right training to be able to come in and say, okay, I know what I need to implement. I just need to implement all this stuff and um, troubleshoot from there and then just scale up from there. And that's exactly what I was taught. So, so we did. Question number five will help tie this together a little bit, especially with your situation, Jason, because the first two questions that I brought up were, well, wait a second, especially those of you that don't have a lot of experience. You're like, well, God, I'm screwed. You know, thanks a lot, Keith. It doesn't actually work that way. Like I said, there's always a win-win scenario. It's all about finding the right fit for your specific business at that specific time. And we all develop right into where we think we need an agency or a consultant, but maybe we should, you know, do it in house at first or do it yourself at first and then grow to that. Or maybe we need to hire a consultant right now. We need the help. And then eventually maybe we want to, you know, have our internal team take that over. All that stuff can be developed over time. And that's what happens as businesses mature, they change their needs and that's totally fine. So let's get into question four and five. So do they focus on the right numbers? So when you're talking to that person, mm. what numbers are they talking about with their case studies if they have any? As a consultant, one of the best ways to get a client is to you know go look through Upwork and see if somebody's posting a job to hire somebody. Well, you could go look up their website. What This is what I used to do is I'd go look up their website and find out what they're doing wrong. And then I'd send them a ScreenFlow video. This is like 2010 of, oh, hey, you should do this and your SEO will be better, right? Or your Facebook ads. And so let's say that somebody does this to you, right? A consultant, or you're interviewing somebody and they're talking about how much they grew the fan base and what their CPMs were and what their cost per clicks were and their CTRs and, and stuff like that, right? Like what numbers should these guys be talking about? 
This is a question for you guys, all three. It's very hard to identify that. But if you are a company, say, if they do show you their return on ad spend numbers, the first question I would say for any business, is that for cold traffic? <laughs> yep. You don't even have to know anything about Facebook ads. <laughs> and ask them that first out. What's your cold traffic strategy? Great. Retargeting, DPAs, everything else is awesome. If you know how to do that, great. It's going to be additive. But still, it's at the top of the funnel. Like, how are you converting people to cold traffic or at least indoctrinating them in? Super important question as a business owner to cold traffic because anybody can convert warm traffic. I mean, you don't really, my son, you know, who knows nothing about Facebook ads could get on the platform and create conversions for a warm audience. Um, but, but that would be a big question that I would ask for sure. Yeah. And like, are they focusing on ROI or website purchase value, right? So is it somebody that maybe comes from a, a branding experience and all they're working on is just getting impressions and, and clicks and stuff like that? And you got a big problem, right? But maybe it is somebody that comes from a direct response background, but they're very good at smoke and mirrors, kind of like Ralph referenced there. And they're talking about these results of maybe a guru that they worked for during a launch that was only promoted to mostly all warm audiences. So you have to look, take the numbers in context. Was this person able to help this client go out and target cold audiences and turn cold, unaware audiences into aware with intent and eventually customers. Can they do this? And even if they don't have a case study specifically revolved around that, can they talk about it? Can they talk about the strategy they would use for your business? Ask them point blank. What would you do? What do you think? What's a, what, what would be a good message? You know what I mean? So get them talking about the strategy. And so you can start to find out, are, are they only focused on getting cheap leads, just purely curiosity-based cheap leads where every lead that's coming into your sales funnel or, or their client sales funnel is, is super skeptical, right? Because they're doing the old school bait and switch or even just bait and, and just not real you know, value. And so nobody ends up buying very much. And so they don't make a lot of profit. So think about that, right? And, and really the last one is... What's the strategy scope? What I mean by that is where do your responsibilities as the consultant or agency end and ours begin? And is this person purely, all they're going to do is they're going to be just inside AdWords, optimizing campaigns, bidding, budgeting, split testing, stuff like that, or say Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is, right? Say Facebook, are they going to be in there just focusing on running those ads and managing those campaigns? And they're just going to be, hey, I need some messages. I need, I need an offer. I need a landing page. And there's no input there. And that's fine. That's totally okay, right? That's a lot of people, that's what they do. And they're really good at it. And you as a brand or a marketing director or whatever your position is, you're good at that, right? So you're able to create these things. But, you know, is it somebody that can give you some strategic advice? They can look at your sales funnel or your messaging and help you craft a much better message like Franny talked about back on episode 120. Is it somebody that can take a look at your funnel and say, yeah, you know, that $49 offer, maybe you should turn that DVD that you're selling for $49 after they opt in, you're shipping it out. Maybe you should turn that into a tripwire, a free plus shipping DVD and send it to them for seven bucks or $4.95 or $6.95. You know, is it somebody that can help you with those types of strategy. Now that's 
a lot to ask. Now, this is what we really help people with at our certification program that we, we talked about last week. So this is something that we go deep into, and there's a reason why. I think it's a higher level strategy to looking at things, which is what you were talking about before. It's definitely something that you want to have in anybody that you hire, whether it's us or you have an internal resource, or you have a consultant. Like You have to be able to sort of look at things from a 30,000-foot view and say, here's where I would make some adjustments and some improvements, or here's where things are broken based upon what we see in the data. And I think that's a really important thing as opposed to just sort of turning the knobs and you know pressing the buttons inside the platform. You have to be able to take a step back and look at things. And I think that's what the most successful you know, consultants or, you know, ad agencies or anybody who runs ads internally for any platform is able to do in addition to just the the block and tackle stuff. Yeah. And then, and then just being clear, right? So if it's somebody that's maybe, maybe they say that's not their scope, so they don't overcommit, but they do, you know, end up helping you on it and that's great. Right. But just make sure there's clarity there. And so you're not expecting to have them be creating all your ads when you are the one that needs to be, you know, creating copy, or maybe there's a process where, you know, they have you go through exercises and then they create the ads, or maybe you create some and then they, they create, you know, more split tests, more different variations to improve those or test against those. So try to find out what that scope is. And if you're looking at training somebody in house or hiring somebody to bring in house, you know, think about how you can get that person trained up on and really communicating with the rest of your team. And so you don't want to look at your traffic person as purely only a traffic person because maybe that's what they're focused on, but the more they can communicate with maybe the people that are doing the creative or building the website and optimizing it. Like, so Molly, your situation at Digital Marketer. So when you were working full-time in the office as the VP of marketing, how much communication was there between the different departments, I guess. How important was that? I mean, constant communication because traffic is, traffic's the last step in marketing. And I think it's something that people forget. They see dollar signs when they start talking about Facebook ads because they think they're going to put in a dollar and, you know, make $5 back, uh, which is totally possible, but it's not going to happen with just a sales page for a product and a few ads. Uh, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know that selling systems are important. And that's what we're going to talk about on the next episode, uh, the selling systems that Digital Marketer has used over the years to achieve the the results that they were looking for. But there's so much more to traffic than just the ads or just the Facebook strategy. You have to have a good offer. You have to have good content, right? You have to have, um, you know, tech has to build the funnel. So they're constant communication communication is needed when you're running an operation at that scale. Yeah, 100%. And think about it. So like if you're a business owner and you're trying to train somebody in-house as your traffic person, quote unquote, you got to make sure that they understand that the most important part is, you know, the people that are involved in creating, you know, those offers and that there's constant communication. And so there's the person doing traffic can be like, hey, this, I don't think this offer is converting because, you know, I'm, I'm seeing something here, right? And I think that's why I was proficient in that position and and running traffic was I had a really holistic understanding of the customer journey, 
right? I knew how we were acquiring people. I knew what they were buying. You know, I knew everything about the product. I knew, you know, the the different promotions we were running via email to monetize those people. So it's really important for your traffic person, whether they're in-house an agency or, or whatever, to understand your entire customer journey. Um, that way they're bringing in the right people and they're also running monetization campaigns for you. Like we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. Like retargeting DPA ads. And, and so now if you're going to go out and hire somebody, it's a different story, right? So you might not know their whole vast experience. And so you want to ask these questions for them and, and find out, see how much they can be involved here and how much they can give truly legitimate feedback or advice to, to your team if needed, or if you don't have that team, can they create, are they somebody that can go out and build landing pages for you or not? You know, sometimes you might need that. Just think about this and then just ask as many questions as you can with this person to make sure that they can truly help you build this machine. And that's what it is. And if you build this machine, right, especially when you leverage Facebook, which is where the most people are, you know, over 2 billion it's a great way to blow up all your other social platforms as well because you can siphon your you know followers from Facebook to become subscribers to follow you on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat etc 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 right First of all where I would say is if I was going to hire somebody off the street and I owned an e-commerce store or I owned some software company or even a local business and I was to hire somebody or I was to maybe bring a niece that I knew that is just graduating college, what would I do, right? What I would do, and I'm just going to be blatant honest here, this is what we do, this is what Ralph does with, with new team members at the agency, right? And you can add on to this if you want, is we put them through our trainings and we have them take the digital marketer certifications. So we have them go through some of the core uh, digital marketing, sales funnel, sales, um, customer selling systems like John's going to talk about next week. So stay tuned for that episode. And then we get them into our most in-depth. And if we have a certification coming up, which I would highly recommend you going to or sending somebody to if you're looking to you know, train somebody in-house, which is going to be in Austin, November 30th through December 3rd. So if you're interested in learning more about that, go to dominatewebmedia.com forward slash real dash ROI. So real ROI. And it, you'll either go, be taken to a webinar or a Facebook live. Depends off if we're still running the webinar or not. Or it'll just take you directly to the, the main sales page, which is dominatewebmedia.com forward slash get certified. All right, so let's just do a quick recap of the five questions. So if you're a business owner or a marketing director and you're looking to hire somebody, ask these questions right on Elance before you even interview them. And if they can't answer like number one or two, they don't have enough experience, that's okay. Because if they've got good training, they can do the work, you can chat with them. It's all about taking everything in the right context. Very, very important. Don't just make quick decisions. All right. So number one, how much experience do you have with that experience? Uh, like what's the total experience and the range of experience? Number two, where'd you get your training? Online training, universities, do you have certifications? 
Do you have direct response experience? Do you just have branding experience? Number three, do you have any cases of revamps? Campaign resuscitations? If so, tell me about the results. Number four, what numbers should we be focusing on? Tell me what are the important numbers that you look at when you're running Facebook ads or any type of paid traffic. And number five, where does the scope end? Where does the strategy scope start and end? How involved do you get when it comes to some of the other overall strategy like messaging, landing page, product offerings, that type of stuff, conversion optimization? Where does your scope end and ours begin? And is there any overlap? Those are the five questions. Lots of other questions uh, that you could ask, but I think those ones there, if you start there, it'll help you look at things from a different perspective and save a lot of money uh, from hiring the wrong person, putting the wrong person on the bus. You know, people always say hire slow and it sounds cliche, but it's really, really true. And I think it's something that uh, Keith, you and Ralph are really good at. And whether it's an agency or a person you're hiring in a house or whatever, um, like I said in the beginning, make sure that it's a good fit in terms of, um, you know, the, the type of work and, and the outcome, but also personality wise. Um, and just making sure that, you know, the whoever you're working with is committed to, to serving the market that, that your business serves. Absolutely. And we have a site, we will link to it at dominatewebmedia.com that where we highlight our recent graduates that have graduated, passed all the tests and everything. And so anybody that comes to our next certification, so even if you don't have somebody that you would want to send to that, if you want to hire one of our proven consultants, or if you're want to hire Dominate Web Media, either, either one, we can link out to that as well. So you can see some of the, some of the folks and what they've done. Other than that, we'll wrap it up. Uh, once again, the show notes are at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 122. And next week, awesome stuff with John, all about designing profitable selling systems. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Awesome stuff, dude. Yeah. Thank you so much. Epic. Woo. That a boy. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.